there'll come a point where no amount of dollars will actually buy an ounce of gold. They now have to keep printing or we crash. We've got this ticking time bomb. Talking gold with the one and only Andrew McGuire. Welcome to Live from the Vault. Welcome to Live from the Vault. This is our very first episode of 2024, so Happy New Year to from the entire Live from the Vault team here. And, uh, you know, Live from the Vault is the show that goes beyond the headlines and uncovers the truth about the precious metals industry and the effects on the global economy in these historic times. We have exclusive access to experts and insiders, and we re reveal information and insights that you simply won't find anywhere else. Hi, my name is Shane Morand, and as you can see, I'm out of the vault today and on the beach in Cancun, Mexico, and I'll be your host for this week's episode, and we'll be joined shortly by the one and only precious metals expert and whistleblower, Andrew McGuire, as we pull back the curtains on the intricate world of the gold and silver markets, and we expose what's really going on in the precious metals industry. So get ready for another blockbuster first of the year live episode here on Live from the Vault, and we'll bring you the knowledge and understanding that the mainstream media just won't provide. So just before we head over to the UK, let's start off this year with an amazing start and help us spread the word about this channel by hitting that like button right there and sharing this information. And also, if you haven't already subscribed, subscribed. And if you click on the bell, you'll be notified as each episode goes live. And with that, let's head over to the UK and Talking Gold with Andrew McGuire. Hey, Andrew, first of all, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Shane. Brilliant to be with you again, my friend. Yeah, all right. It's going to be a great year. Now, can we pick up the thread from where we ended off last year? Can you believe we're saying last year now, 2023, and, and have a look at what we can expect as we commence 2024 trading? Yeah, and it's great to be with everyone as well as we start this new 2024 year. My goodness, as you say, a year goes by pretty quick. Um, and we've got some really good insights here as to why the age-old paper to physical wars really starts to get serious this year. Uh, and picking up on the thread from our last uh, mid-December, goodness me, market update, um, it was just the way Christmas and New Year got time. So... Um, Hey, look, we're opening up 2024 trading now. Uh, let's look at how the various paper and physical market participants are actually positioning. Let's first look at these same um, various actors' footprints as we close 2023. Now, the very obvious official attempt uh, to try and technically close gold lower for a fourth quarter end of monthly close now that would have been because they were targeting the the the, the September the, the November monthly close, which was at in in futures was at two thousand and fifty seven dollars and twenty cents. So they were targeting that, and they were using the advantage of illiquid holiday market conditions, um, which was basically one hundred percent reliant on tricking out as many of the commodity trading advisor momentum longs. Remember, we talked a lot about them last year. We'll look at them closer later. Um, but these CTA momentum longs, as, uh, they were tricking them out, as, as many out as possible, into the end of the month. They were trying to paint a, a lower monthly close, which would have actually technically forced 
a very large end-of-year technical sell-off. And this was undoubtedly their plan. And the important thing is that despite all of their efforts, they failed. This would not have happened in a previous year. Now, what they did was they baited the uh, the trap, uh, the a bear trap, but they just never got, they never, they planned this, this chart painting a bear trap, but they just never got there. They baited it. Simply put, because the real physical gold and silver markets were in such strong end-of-year physical demand, there was insufficient house-generated, undeliverable, these casino chips that they issue inside this bubble, um, would really, uh, obviously, they are supposed to represent gold, but we know they don't. Uh, and what they were trying to do was cash settle this derivative gold against the speculators inside this COMEX exchange so as to really to achieve this bearish monthly close, which they failed to do. So, so in short, there was not enough speculators to offset against backfiring delivery obligations, which were hammering in against them. Now, before gold became Basel III compliant one year ago, in January 2023, we did a lot of work on this, Unlimited casino chips could have been generated by the Fed insiders to be able to rig uh, this very bearish technical indicator. Uh, historically, this would have been a slam dunk exercise. But as we've been drawing attention uh, to, for the first time in 50, over 50 years, these insiders have become vulnerable to being called for delivery of these unbacked casino chips. Now, simply put, um, any COMEX gold open interest chips that can't be cash settled amongst these captive casino participants who are these CTAs locked inside the casino, forbidden to access the 10 times larger, non-farm, uh, um, uh, NSFR compliant uh, spot gold FX markets. So anything in excess of what could be cash settled against them inside the COMEX bubble is now able to exit the COMEX back door. And we talked about this multiple times. It's called the exchange for physical mechanism, which is the back door. So if you recall, we spent a lot of time drawing attention to how when the global foreign exchange gold markets that must represent deliverable bullion becomes physically backed, when it became uh, physically, physically backed last year, on the 1st of January, um, by these Basel III NSFR regulations that came into effect, um, the EFB backdoor became the insider's Achilles heel, severely limiting the scope of their gold price containment agenda. Uh, and this was the untold story of 2023. And now we have entered 2024. This will force discipline on the only cash-settled uh, global exchange that's left literally forcing them to comply. And this is the game changer that during 2024 will shake the COMEX shackles off gold. Now, the moment undeliverable COMEX casino chips hit the 10 times larger, physically backed, uh, compliant global foreign exchange markets, the paper, I mean, so the paper market then turns into a physical market. The piper at this point has to be paid. Therefore, generating more paper gold chips than can be settled 
inside the casino exposes these house insiders to delivery obligations they just cannot fulfill. So, and really, we're talking about this so it doesn't throw you off your wealth preservation plan. It's so important to understand this. And there's only one reason that a much larger historical futures market sell ignition was not ignited into the end of 2023. And this will be the theme in 2024. That's why we're going through it. And despite the synthetic selling action fooling the relied upon blinkered technical analysts who have zero visibility into the rapidly changing uh, global physical supply demand pressures, they're once again being suckered into calling gold hundreds of dollars lower again, just as they did um, most recently in October, again in November, and again in December. You remember we were talking about these guys. They have no clue that, that they don't factor in. Uh, and the reason they get it so wrong is they don't factor in the physical markets. And, and now because they don't factor in the physical uh, supply demand factors, They've come out of the woodwork again this month. To some degree, this is kind of self-fulfilling as out of, you know, it's as, as it leads gold bulls to really dump their positions or stay on the sidelines while these insiders who are supposed to be, um, you know, who, who are ex these insiders exposed to the physical markets, really what they're doing is giving, is giving them an opportunity to get long and, and, and what we're actually evidencing as these CTAs once again gets wrong-footed by the house, commercials, is that the gold is moving into strong hands, into the January official market pullback, which we are noticing ahead of CPI again today, attempt, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. These, are, these attempts are running really thin on what they can lay off on the specs. And this is the point we're trying to draw attention to. And under the chart painting illusion, which come, which time after time seeks to wrong foot the relied upon useful fools who end up as the useful tools of the insiders, just as these insiders, uh, the, which is the agent banks, uh, contracted by officials, just as they are increasingly being exposed to the cash settle futures market EFP backdoor, draining undeliverable COMEX open interest, these chips, into the strong for demand NSFR compliant global spot, global spot gold delivery markets. Now, the alchemizing of COMEX paper gold um, into physical bars will increasingly limit the official dollar gold interventions, which can only be generated inside the only global exchange that is not yet Basel III compliant. The COMEX gold price suppression tool will increasingly be pushing on a string in 2024. Every other gold market exchange is, that is operated by liquidity providers who are, who are literally NSFR physically compliant. And these non-US jurisdictional physically settled exchanges are increasingly cognizant of the fact that these synthetic US actors cannot really wag the paper market tail in excess of what can be laid off against the legacy non-sticky CTAs. Now, this equation is visible. 
and it's become arbitrable. Every first tier liquidity provider exposed to the strong default demand physical markets underpinned by global central bank demand are now capitalizing on these synthetic discounts. Well, well, Andrew, I can remember uh, it's it's been a year now, but back in the first episode of Life from the Vault in 2023, one year ago, you brought up uh, just as Basel III regulations took off, and we spoke about this on several uh, episodes of Life from the Vault throughout 2023, you predicted that the gold trading in the low 18, you know, it was, it was about 1800s, low 1800s, but you projected that gold would close well above 2000 before the end of 2023. Now, from what we're discussing ahead of this episode, um, you're looking for much higher prices in 2024. Can you step through um, this process, please? Yeah, Shane, and it's really worth stepping through this. Um, with spot gold opening up at, actually it was 1824 was the, of course these things are, are burned in your mind because as we move into a new year, you wanna see where we're opening and really what we're projecting to be, um, where we where would be going and we'll be looking at that again for 2024. But on the first, it was 1824, uh, 1824 uh, on the first trading day of 2023. Now, Basel III NSFR compliance became mandatory on that very same date. Now, this meant that for the first time in history, the liquidity providers operating in the global foreign exchange markets were forced to back their spot gold offerings one-to-one -one backed by physical gold. Now, huge difference. The deliberately unreported 2023 physical gold compliance changed the gold price suppression game as gold began to be sought by central banks, sovereigns and institutional traders seeking an alternative first year asset class um, that directly competes with US treasuries. Now, despite a, a year of official pushbacks, right on cue, just as we expected, gold finished strongly above $2,000, fixing at spot $2,078.40. Now, that was $254, over $254 higher than the 2023 open. Now in 2024, and this is the reason we're going through this, well-established, I mean, Basel III NSFR compliance is now locked in and fully complied. And it's underpinning this 10 times larger spot the spot gold markets and gold having been reclassified as real money that the real money it is provides every other global central bank and sovereign entity a perfect live tradable foreign exchange de-dollarization instrument now this is going to be the story of 2024 and let's kind of look why Every global South Central Bank, bar none, as well as European and Asian central banks, are positioning to revalue gold. We'll, we'll look closer at the process as the weeks play out. But one thing is clear: as it was the commencement at the commencement, as it was at the commencement of 2023, really, um, that in spite of official gold market interventions against the dollar, gold would have to be revalued literally hundreds of dollars higher. And now it's inevitable that by the fourth quarter of 2024, spot gold will be over $2,500. Now, 
And most of the same liquidity providers that predicted over 2,000 spot for the end of 2023 are now gravitating closer to $3,000 per ounce. In fact, one of my most respected liquidity providers, very closely associated to the Russian Chinese markets, sees the Russian-driven BRICS chairmanship driving Glazyev's gold-backed commodity currency forward. And given that, and people are not expecting this, it's been poo-pooed by a lot of people, but, um, but, but this, this currency, as it gets brought forward, um, they're estimating that $3,000 is the bottom of the range assessment. It's not that the dollar gold price is actually rising at all. It's actually that the purchasing power of the bankrupt debt-laden dollar and all the related fiat currencies is en route to slipping to zero against gold. There'll come a point where no amount of dollars will actually buy an ounce of gold. Think of the wheelbarrows of printed Deutschmarks it took to buy a loaf of bread. A lot of, I mean, a lot of people in Europe have never forgotten that. And, and this is why they've never stopped buying gold, even on a monthly basis at taking out of wage packets. Now, given the current geopolitical escalations are accelerating, Russia and China's efforts to open up um, fresh sanction-proof trade routes, uh, the de-dollarization process is actually rapidly escalating. None of this is factored into the paper price of gold. And we may see the first central bank gold revaluation within the first quarter. I'll be updating progress on our meetings in two weeks. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. I'm sure everyone's excited about that. Now, Andrew, we've had a lot of questions from the community in, in during the holidays and sp particularly with the heavy action um, that we've experienced during the first few days here in 2024 trading. Can you tell us um, what you're seeing more immediately here? Yeah, and, and again today, as we, uh, just just as we, and it's always in the when the pit session opens. But look, absolutely, Shane, drilling down, uh, and again, we're recording this on Wednesday, just seven sessions into 2024, and looking at um, gold, despite these officially driven gold market interventions, the four January 2024 uh, physically settled benchmark PM. Uh, gold fixes that followed, and we're just talking about the first week of trading, there was only four fixes um, that followed. See, and the reason we're measuring this is because it followed the last global fix, which was at, uh, of 2023, which was at 2078.40. Now, by Friday, and of course, non-farm payrolls, always a massive tool, huge volatility, gives the insiders a, a massive edge because they know that uh, they know that data well ahead of time, and of course, then we had the uh, the the ISM data whipsaw action. What it did was evidence spot gold fixing on that Friday, just twenty two dollars five cents lower at two thousand fifty six, and I'm just illustrating what I'm trying. It is illustrating these paper selling efforts simply drive gold into stronger hands. Every dip since then has evidenced strong central bank demand, as we're seeing again today. Had gold not been revalued as a first-year asset class in January 2023, this purely synthetic chart-painted attempt to create 
a technically bearish setup for 2024, failed. And despite the follow-through attempts witnessing now to create a negative feel during this first few days of, of action, as again, we're recording this on Wednesday, our first-tier liquidity providers representing central bank and sovereign demand are salivating. However, while the officially driven chart painting attempt did serve to rinse out a very large supply of visible naked short CTAs, long stops, i.e. the longs, the reason the cartel failed to close gold lower for its year-end selling pressure was due to two major inputs, both of which will force discipline on the cartel through 2024, hence going through it. Now, now we do predict, and look at those in a sec, but we do predict the Fed will be forced to fold their naked short gold hand by the end of the second quarter and very likely much earlier. Certainly, the moment any central bank lead, leads the pack to revalue gold, which could happen. So looking at these uh, two conditions, following this is following extensive meetings with our wholesale contacts. These are the two things that stand out the most. The first one being, it's not gone unnoticed that the concerted, officially driven paper market year-end rinse efforts had once more run into head headlong into sticky the sticky component of the CTAs that we had identified who are increasingly turning to gold as a real asset first-tier alternative to US Treasuries. Now, that was something that was unheard of. And while these the sticky component, and we're talking about the paper guys in the in the comics here, and while the sticky component of the house issued non-delivery futures market long gold market open interest, i.e. the chips, that appear just as technically rinsable into the price-rigged dips below you know, their entry points, these real asset hedges are sticky and will not trigger the intended margin calls the house requires to gain downside traction. This is a change in behavior. And these borrowed, undeliverable COMEX long positions have been employed by an increasing percentage of these CTAs to do the job they were sought to do, namely providing an alternative asset class to hedge projected de-dollarization flows alongside alternative asset uh, class, to, uh, to uh, alongside hedging their, their higher risk investments, all, all of which, all of which without exception, are backed purely by debt. Most COMEX analysts have not factored this in when they weigh up the vulnerability of the open interest held by the speculator group against the house. They just take it at plain value. They think that every time that the, the, the commercials are on the long side and the uh, and these CTAs are, are short, that, that that is actually the, the, the real picture. They're failing, to, they're using old analysis. They're not factoring in that not, all, that not all of this is, that some of this is not rinsable. And the second reason, and this is another major reason, central bank and sovereign physical gold demand throughout 2023 had built to unprecedented levels, not just what was officially reported, but also the hundreds of tons of unreported monetary gold demand. And it's clear that the de-dollarization process is picking up steam. And what we witnessed into this politically sought non-farm payrolls headline beat last week provides a really good example 
of how the dollar spike higher, which directly followed it, was quickly exchanged for physical gold. Hey, now, Andrew, uh, talking about CTAs, you drew a lot of attention to this important split in the COMEX-centric commodity trading advisor uh, group, the CTAs, who control much of this speculative-driven uh, action. This is a topic that has, once again, not been discussed anywhere else, and it sparked off a lot of questions. Can you bring us up to date here? Yeah, Shane, this is a structural change in the paper market game that, as I say, is completely missed out. Uh, and extremely bullish. And as far as these CTAs are concerned, um, we've been drawing, as you say, attention to this growing split inside this group of largely momentum-driven traders that comprise between 70 and 80% of all the open interest, the chips generated by the cartel-run house insiders in both gold and silver futures. Now, this is the same category of trader that Bloomberg drew attention to. Remember, I think it was the last episode or the prior episode before we, we went away. Uh, we drew, drew attention to the Bloomberg report. And these were the same actors who control, that Bloomberg reported control over 70% of open interest in the oil markets. And while these traders make no differentiation between, uh, they're chasing a dot on a screen, there's just no differentiation between asset class um, and any asset classes um, at all, because they just trade the derivative versions of asset classes, uh, which um, like, which really, again, unlike uh, oil, um, the, the gold positions traded by the CTAs also represent really just this derivative claim on gold. But unlike oil, there is a difference. Gold is money. And it both, it's both deliverable through the COMEX backdoor EFP, but it's also classified as a first-tier asset class, which oil isn't. So in combination with the commercials exposed to Basel III compliant NSFR delivery obligations that they must fill in gold, at the margin, the inability to wash out an increasingly larger percentage of house-controlled open interest limits the scope of these historically relied-upon market interventions. Now, within the smoke and mirrors world of the non-Basel III compliant COMEX futures market, this is a structurally busy, bullish factor that has not yet filtered through to the bulk of the purely algo-driven CTA useful fools who've historically been led by the nose by the house to fulfill the regular full spectrum wash and rinse cycles that enabled gold price to be managed over the last over 50 years, the very reason the COMEX was actually formed in the first place. And this brings to mind the fresh bearish technical cores we now see much lower, they're calling for much lower gold prices, as we know, yet again. And given the size of the house open interest these speculators control, to some degree, these purely technical bearish cores can be self-fulfilling. But once the traditional momentum CTA's longs are washed out and then blindly take the naked short side bet against gold with nothing to back it, I mean, they take the short side given by the, to them by the house. And of course, what are they going to do? They're going to ring the register on them. And this is exactly where we are now. This is the best. This is really best illustrated by these same actors' footprints in the non and SFR, SFR compliant silver. It's the same actors. 
All right, all right. Well, Andrew, talking about silver, you know, Life in the Vault has a pretty large uh, silver stacking community. What are you seeing in 2024 for silver? Yeah, Shane, and, and uh, of course, silver, uh, it always gets you going. I know it does. Um, so really to provide really a little color, let, let's start by recalling what the LBMA buffoons had the nerve um, to title their presentation. Do you remember they did a presentation one year ago towards the end of the year and they titled it Silver, uh, Ever the Capricious Metal, meaning uh, inconsistent, fickle, and that kind of thing. Um, yet it's proven that there is nothing inconsistent about um, about the LBMA cartel fixed price. It's consistently and without exception fixes the global silver price well below the actual deliverable wholesale physical silver price. This makes an absolute farce of the daily global silver fixes that is supposed to benchmark a deliverable silver price. Now, whereas every physical dealer knows the fix consistently benchmarks a paper settlement price at a price well below what is physically deliverable. And the fixed price results from a netting out of process uh, on the books of a daisy chain of highly leveraged LBMA member banks with fractionally held physical changing hands. So, so really they control that element. What they don't control is the physical market coming in to take those positions. Now, obviously, this so-called professional trade, uh, terrible, pathetic label, really, uh, for them, it bifurcates the silver market to provide the illusion of a real physical price, whereas it is in fact determined by a bilaterally settled price netted out on the books of an openly admitted 100 to 1 paper to physical leverage. You can make, you, literally, we talked about this, you just can't make this up. Industry apologist Jeffrey Christian suggested in the past that it's closer to 500 ounces of silver traded for every uh, of futures traded for every ounce of silver. I mean, what kind of a nonsense is that? And with that in mind, I see. I just wanted to apply a little color here. That in mind, let's look at the action in silver as we started 2024 trading, and assisted by some strategic COT bid pulling. Uh, I mean, commercial insider bid pulling. In silver, primarily the liquidity, the um, the swap dealers. Unlike gold, insiders managed to trick the CTAs uh, bears into close silver low to successfully chart paint a bearish monthly end of year close in 2023. Um, as a result, uh, CTAs once again got sucked into sell into this bear trap, which they are in now. However, given the paper centric action rails against the largest Indian and Chinese silver buying in 2023 and follow through buying in 2024, the commercials have, have actively been setting up this bear trap, tricking these derivative traders into follow through selling into news events such as non-farm payrolls and just as physical demand uh, picks up in 2024. Um, the option structure actually uh, reflects this bear trap. As it once again, as it once again, this is the same way as it was in October, November, December. The CTA spec group controlling close to 80% of the open interest, who've bet against the market making insiders who are tricking them lower by strategically pulling bids, not, not going short, just pulling bids at the correct places at the pivot points, 
They've taken the long side of these option bets against them. And guess who's going to win this bet yet again? And we figured the worst case for March silver, which is the front contract for silver that is measured on the futures exchange, which is where most of the open interest is, um, that would probably be the worst case would probably be a gap close, uh, which have, would have seen the 13th of December uh, 22795 low being tested. And they came close to testing that so far. Um, but that kind of a gap close would put the commercials back in the same bullish long structure against the speculators that had subsequently triggered a whole dollar thirty, that is $6,500 per contract, short squeeze, rinse into the 24s um, on the 13th of December. If you remember, we saw that spike higher. And once it starts to move, then obviously they, they need to ring that register quickly. Now, drilling down, what caught my attention was that longs were all washed out into this close to gap close. And it was the failure for silver to make a new low despite a non-farm payrolls news beat. It had made the low before that, day before that, and the non-farm payrolls news beat normally would have made, hunted out the prior low, and it didn't. It kind of illustrates the longs are all out and the shorts are getting extremely rinsable. And once this momentum selling peters out, then we'll see a strong um, commercially driven short squeeze rally commence. All right. Well, Andrew, now we're getting a lot of questions or maybe even confusion about the COT report. You know, you just brought that up. Um, we've been asked if you have any comments about the, the very first one here in 2024. Yeah, Shane, the, the, that's the one we had last Friday. And by the time this episode comes out on, on this Friday, um, you, you'll see the next one. But um, taking that, uh, looking at that report, I mean, look, I mean, why? It's so stale dated and, and deliberately stale dated. That data is available to be published every day, but they hold it back for a reason. This is a tool of the insiders. Um, so um, really, by design, it missed all the non-farm payrolls action that followed the Tuesday cutoff. And we're kind of drawing attention to this one-sided CME report because it only reflects one side of a related, much larger, deliverable, unreported, physically backed NSFR foreign exchange market condition and only represents the short hedges. That's all you see of the, of, and, and they're interpreted as bearish when they, in fact they're bullish. It, it, they just, these are just hedges that on physically backed positions that they're trying to squeeze some of this CTA alpha out of in the COMEX. Um, I mean, we have to keep this in mind when we digest this tool of the house. Uh, interestingly, now these same um, uh, market-making actors, um, they couldn't hide their long footprints in silver futures. And, and that was just on the Tuesday. And then, then by Friday, they'd rinsed out all of the other averages, the 50, the 200, the 100. I mean, basically, these are the pivot points where you know you're going to trigger any longs that were in there are leaping out. So you can just imagine how long they became. Bottom line, the LBMA bullion banks are long and strong in anticipation of an inevitable gold price revaluation event. And other than what they can offset against these CTAs in the casino, they're not going to risk any of their bullion holdings being put at risk. 
Yeah, exactly. Wow, that's amazing. Now, Andrew, what are you seeing here uh, if, if you take a further look out? Um, yeah, earlier we, we touched, just touched on the Russia-driven BRICS chairmanship that took effect on the 1st of January, um, formalizing the platform really for Glasnyev's gold-backed commodity currency to be brought forward. But we haven't even addressed the expanding Global South BRICS um, footprint. As of the 1st of January, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, uh, Ethiopia, uh, United Arab Emirates, they've all now formally joined the BRICS group of major emerging economies, in effect, um, expanding the bloc's footprints in the global south and growing its economic and political clout on the world stage, establishing a real counterweight to the Western-dominated G7. Now, this is a as powerful a bullish for gold game changer as when gold became Basel III compliant on the 1st of January one year ago. Both were underestimated. Both were and are currently underestimated. And while gold um, being formalized as a first-year asset class one year ago raised the dollar price of gold by over 250 bucks, meaning that despite a year of official Fed interventions to cap gold during 2023, it ultimately cost 250 more dollars of freshly printed dollars to buy the same fully paid for ounce. The story is about dollar debasement as benchmarked against gold, not gold rising in price at all. And as far as this year's estimates of how many more dollars it will take to buy the same ounce of gold have also been grossly underestimated and a general consensus is a flaw is being established at 2,500 bucks. And this is especially relevant given the current geopolitical escalations have accelerated Russia and China's endeavors to open up fresh sanction-proof trade routes, rapidly escalating the de-dollarization process. Now, Andrew, at the very top of our list of questions in 2023 was de-dollarization. Now, I know that over the holidays, You've been in extensive meetings with your global contacts. Uh, can you give us an estimation of where we're at in this process? Yes, Shane. Um, looking at this de-dollarization process, Taiwan escalations aside, it doesn't suit China right now to shoot themselves in the foot by invoking the nuclear option of openly dumping treasuries. But they're on record stealthily um, easing their oil trade out of the dollar into competing BRICS currencies. And while this has been played down uh, by the news services, given the PBOC has stealthily and very uh, conservatively accrued at least 35,000 to 40,000 tons of physical gold reserves, this will great, they would greatly profit from acting alongside Russia as a key gold liquidity provider uh, to back the outlined BRICS gold-backed commodity currency. Now, the, the moment Glasnyev's gold-backed currency is formalized and our contacts promise us updates on this very soon, China will increasingly adopt this sanction-proof oil for gold trade. Currently, it's Russia's, it's Russia's Putin and Saudi Arabia's Mohammed bin Salman who are leading the de-dollarization de process. And given they are the key players in all of the energy complex, Pareto's law comes into play here. And as you know, Shane, we look at this multi-trillion dollar market in detail last year, but to give an idea of the scale of this gold energy complex, the, the global oil and gas market is worth 
seven point five thousand, seven thousand five hundred billion last year. And if you add in the five thousand billion um, commodity and energy sectors, then the ultimate scale of the BRICS-driven de-dollarization process becomes clearer. Obviously, it's not happening overnight, but think about the scale of this. And our well-collected liquidity providers have assessed a minimum $3,000 per ounce. And this is not hard, actually, to estimate. And adding gold as a benchmark to create a basket of gold-backed currencies, gold-backed commodities, will enable the diversification of central bank reserve holdings, allowing these largely exporting emerging markets to gradually opt out of the increasingly weaponized SWIFT payment system. An alternative gold-backed currency becomes the only sustainable currency to benchmark a commodity price as to facilitate a liquid enough non-dollar trade between nations. And this is on the front burner right now. I think it's so missed. Um, as, as the gold for commodity benchmark uh, eats into this unipolar uh, dollar-centric priced commodity market, it will accordingly require many more competing freshly printed dollars to buy the same ounce, kilo, ton or of, or really of dollar-denominated gold. And we're in close contact with our well-connected first-tier liquidity providers and our Russian refinery contacts really to better assess how this will translate into a real physical supply demand price and on what time scale. But what is clear is that the inherent Western cartel paper gold der derivative game is ultimately going to implode. Nobody wants a claim on gold, a gold promise. They want the real thing. And Basel III regulations make accessing bullion really easy. And as, as the process gains traction, for competitive reasons, it will just be offered at a higher price. Bottom line, no one wants or expects the dollar to immediately collapse. Clearly, there is a lot of vested interest and it cannot be unwound in a hurry. But as this process um, evolves, derivative gold will be discarded and a real physical gold price will emerge during this 2024 year. This is the message. Since Russia started tokenizing physical gold one year ago, if you remember, we talked about that first digitization, um, uh, and that was to trial a tradable alternative to benchmark non-denominated uh, commodity prices. At the margin, the drain of physical gold is structurally impacting the imbalanced, ring-fenced, asymmetric long over-the-counter short futures envelope. And this will become more apparent as physical deliverable foreign exchange gold dislocates from, from dollar strength or weaknesses. This is, and we're seeing that. This is an opportunity for stackers to accrue more bullion for less dollars, pounds, euros than it will cost them later in 2024. This is also a warning siren call for those seeking to simply preserve their rapidly eroding existing wealth. So in summary, really 2024 brings forward a major inflection point in how gold measured in all fiat currencies will be priced. History books will look back at this event when the weaponization of physical gold took a whole new turn, opening up a highly liquid non-dollar mechanism for the BRICS SCO, ultimately the Eurasia Economic Union, to facilitate trade 
outside of the unipolar legacy system, benchmarking commodities, energy, and oil trade to a real physical supply demand gold gram price. Market disruptions will be far-reaching. And as an example, currently an ounce of gold buys 26 barrels of oil. However, as oil is de-dollarized, and, and an ounce of gold will easily buy double that. Conversely, in dollar terms, this will be massively inflationary for Western price dollar-denominated oil. So really, to sum it up, credible estimates put gold in dollar terms priced at around $3,000, which is as the really the bottom of the 2024 range. And given that gold is not rising in price, it is that a debasement of the dollar as benchmarked against the 5,000-year-old gold, uh, gold that raises the one single question. How much physical gold do you own? All right. Thank you, Andrew McGuire, for talking gold. And remember, to our entire Live from the Vault community, buy physical, make sure it's back one-to-one and understand the difference between what Andy affectionately calls the casino paper gold and silver markets and the actual physical gold and silver markets. They're not the same. Don't be fooled. And there you have it. That's all we have for you today on our first episode here of Live from the Vault. Please help keep spreading the word here about this channel by hitting the like button. It really helps out the channel. Share this information. That helps out the channel. And be sure to subscribe. Now, if you want to be notified in real time as each episode goes live, just click on that bell right there, and we will do just that. And with that, we'll see you next time right here on Live from the Vault. See you then.